river kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 35. So, when last we left you, you had confronted the, the terrifying menace of a raven. Yes, and I killed it. Yes. And super you did. You, you beat the snot out of it with your heavy flail. Yeah. And then, um, and, um, pissed off a man who um, now wants me dead in a much more personal way. Oh, with all fairness, he's not a man. True. Hmm? Pissed off a lich, that's, that's so much better than pissing off a man. And actually never was a man, because he was a cyclops before he was a lich. True, quite true. So he's a big lich. Yeah. Much better. Because when everyone's fighting skeletons, what they say is, I wish these were really, really huge, like like giant size and had spellcasting powers. Mm-hmm. And now you've got one. Yep. So, you... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you had done that? Yep. Uh, Tristan had given you the Doc Brown explanation on seven blackboards? Yep. And um, the last thing, you, you said he knew everything about liches. Yes. Uh, and you were going to give me a briefing on liches, which now it's not 10.30 at night, I would quite like. Yeah, so this is the, um, this is this is not the knowledge Vordekai, this is the generic knowledge liches. Yeah. She already did already roll a check and got a very high number. Tristan. Actually... May not be the smartest man in the room for this. Michaela has ranks in knowledge religion. Ah, okay, fair enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Tristan will start telling you a bunch of facts, and Michaela will sort of apparently right. Excuse me, I'm not quite sure that's correct. Yeah. No, no. Based on the latest theorems of such and such. Yeah. Uh, she actually gets higher than him. Yeah. Uh, so that would give her 30, and that's 5, 1, 2, 3, 4 pieces of useful liches-based information. Mm-hmm. So, liches, uh, they are undead, shockingly enough. Yeah. Um, they are made that way through 
something that will be specific to them, but essentially a horrible um, ritual involving lots of sacrifice, money, time, magical objects, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. In terms of what Kaylin's actually interested in, how you bludgeon one in the head mm-hmm. until it dies horribly. Uh, okay, so you've got four things here. You can have... Uh, that will actually give you everything you'd want to know anyway. So, see. Um, so you would expect Mordecai to have a bunch of spells, yeah. of which neither Caelan nor Tristan can remotely predict. You know what he'd take, like like the sure. guessing, you know, fear and sanity death style things, yeah. because it fits. It fits with the outsider worshiping. Yeah, but they don't actually. They know he's a wizard, so he prepares spells from a spell book. Yeah. Um, in terms of abilities that he actually has, um, he his defensive-wise, he is resistant to channeling. Um, so resistant to turn Turn resistance. Yeah, resistance. Which will make him horribly difficult to turn, unsurprisingly. Yeah, but intelligent undead are a bitch to turn. That's kind of part of the equation. Liches border on being physically indestructible unless they are hit by the right combination of things. They have DR15 against everything but bludgeoning and magical weapons. So you need a magical... A magical bludgeoning bludgeoning weapon. Okay. One or the other will not surmount the DR. Okay, sweet. Um, On top of that, they're immune to cold, electricity... And everything that um, the undead usually ask me to tax crits, blah, 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 blah. So cold and electricity, but not fire. Not fire. Cool. Um, and not acid. And not acid. Shame. Um, and their most prominent ability is that they can paralyze people with a touch. Uh, as an innate racial part of being a lich. Yep. They touch you and you are paralysed. Uh, as an extraordinary hero, you get a save against this every round until you unparalyze. Yeah. Um, as a regular person, they just touch you and you're screwed forever. Yeah. So. <laughs> you you getting paralysed will not be the end of a fight. Yeah. Uh, for standard people, though, it's an incredibly powerful ability because Lich just touch, touches you and you stop. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean... Um you know, various extraordinary hero powers aside, you know, it's still going to be... You know, it's not like I want to be paralysed for a couple of rounds or whatever. Could get expensive on the fake points buying my way out of it as well. Yeah. Immunities... That's about all there is to actually know about liches as a type of undead. Cool. Anything else? Um, like you, yeah, we already had we already had a big briefing on Vordekai as an yeah. individual. Yeah, but you would expect him to be, you know, a high level wizard with yeah. a bunch of his own feats, skills, spells, abilities, yeah. abilities, blah 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 blah. blah. Given the, the traditional weakness of. Um a wizard is there, um, is the ease of pummeling them to death, and he's a giant skeleton. The, yeah. The, the, um, a, a giant magic skeleton. The, um, it, it personally, he's a formidable foe, but I, as before, I'm still, I'd be much happier about fighting him if I didn't have to do it in his weird, it, it extra dimensional magical kingdom past 
whatever the hell he's got down there besides Van Sol. Mm-hmm. And then, um... Because potentially we could be either quite tired or out and out dead before we even make it up to Vordekai, depending on how big and scary the place is. Both of them anticipate that he would prob- probably have a fair number of magical items, but that depends on what this tomb is like. Yeah. Um, if he has them and they're helpful to him, he'll be smart enough to use them. Yeah. Yeah, but he's no different than any other um, NPC in that regard. Uh, yeah, except but for the fact that he's probably got access to better crap. Yeah, yeah, and of course he's because he's an arcane caster, he can have scrolls or whatever lying around. Yep. So buttons. Cool, that's all fine. So at that point, it was um, slightly into the next month already because of I believe because of the. Um, effort it took getting back down the mountain. Yep, so we're a couple of days into Forast. Yep. Um, so, the thing we would likely do next is have a Forast Kingdom turn. Yep. Um, given the um, time frame that we're looking at, um, Kaelin was thinking about just having a month's rest because, you know, climbing mountains is exhausting. Yeah, yeah. But is now rather more inclined to just keep pressing on. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to look at how many months we've got until the guy could use the item again if we're right about what it does. So, Cathona, Abadias, Cholesterol, Falat, Rast. So that's four, that's four months since Vinehold vanishing in Cathona. Yep. And I have very helpfully written Van Hold in my list of things that happen in Cathona instead of the fact that they actually disappear. Yep. Which might be more useful. So, um, eight more months and then mm-hmm. in the next Abadiah and the next Cathona you can potentially do it again. Mm-hmm. So, if you so choose, you do have the option to... Um, uh, you, you can't ignore your kingdom term because it happens anyway whether Caelan participates or not because it's a bunch of people that are um, yeah. doing things other than you. Uh, if Caelan elects not to stick around for at least a week of the month then um, you can't claim new hexes built or build things. Yeah. No, um, I'm still going to keep... I, I still have some responsibilities to stag for. Oh, actually, it's, it's not even that awful. Can't claim new hexes, create farms, build roads, or um, claim new, start new settlements. Yep. Your unrest increases by four. Yep. You can, however, build buildings and stuff. Yep. And no. Get all your economy and all the rest of it. No, I'm um, not going to take rest months, but um, at least at this stage, I'm mm-hmm. not going to actively skip kingdom turns. I uh, can get a fair amount done in a um, in a kingdom month. Mm-hmm. So not all good. Um, so I will cross off seven days. Okay, I make my stability check and my unrest decreases by one. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the Bogarts. Not sure. The, oh no, it was the dance hall. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the prostitution ring. Nice solid 45 build points. The um, tattoo book bringing in the bacon. Yep. Pay consumption. Yep. So. Yep. 
make magic items. Some magical what's-its? Um, so I have one free in Alex's Rest and one free in Fallen Watch. Yep, all still, still all minors. Yep. So, uh, the first one is a potion of Cure Light Wounds. Oh, nice. Nice and simple. Yep. And the second one is a scroll of chill metal. Kind of cool, but I suspect not something people can actually cast. Okay, um, Kaelin will immediately buy the Potion of Cure Light Wounds, which is 25 gold, isn't it? It is 25 gold. Cool. We'll sell the scroll, scroll of Comprehend Languages. Mm-hmm. Oh, and... So I write down my new potion, that's that. So next is the big one? Uh, pretty much, unless you want to um, change your leadership and that sort of thing. Nope, I'm uh, good. Yep. Clan hexes, build terrain, yep. settlements. Alrighty. So um, I want to claim a hex, um, which is... Um, D3, mm-hmm. um, which is the area where Pearl Amish lives. Yep. It is just forest and hex. Yep. And um, I wish to build a, a fishery. Mm-hmm. Which should not be too disruptive to the local fey inhabitants. Mm. Fish. Mm-hmm. As long as I am given my suitable tribute from these fishermen, mm-hmm. I, per lavish, will allow you to live upon my land. Mm-hmm. I assume I don't get anything special for the hex? No. Yep. And then, um... Additionally, um... I would like to build a caster's tower. Mm-hmm. How big is a caster's tower? Well, I imagine it's quite tall. Thank you, Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Where would I be without you? Not playing Kingmaker? Mm-hmm. That's true, I would be sad. It's a single hex. So, single square, rather. So, yes, um... Kaelin, you know, given that he is fighting a spellcaster, which an evil spellcasting, you know, bad guy, which is some sort of assistance in dealing with that kind of thing. So I pay up thirty build points, mm-hmm. and you get a caster's tower. Yes. Now, where did I want to build that? Oh, that's right. We'll look at that later. What do I get for building a caster's tower? For starters, you get wizards coming to live in your city. Shiny. I wrote down where it's going to be in either Elk's Rest or Lakeview. I just can't remember which, but I will mm-hmm. look it up. But it's uh, it is there. You gain access to wizard armies. Ooh! Which I do not have the stats in front of me for at the moment, so you can't have them yet. Yeah, but, that's right. But wizard armies. Uh, plus one loyalty, plus one economy. Then three minor item slots and two medium item slots. Ooh.
Although the medium ones might be a bit anticlimactic if it is late, given I presumably can't afford that many med- exciting medium items. Mm-hmm. But that is quite shiny medium item slots. Ooh. Okay. Alright, and then. Um, Build your caster's tower in Lakeview, did you? I am thi- uh, certainly thinking about it. I wrote down where I wanted it. I just need to look. But um, I figure you can um, look up. The, now I'm just making the notes so you can. Yes, that's where I wanted the caster's tower. I built it in Lakeview. Because I'm going for sort of more of a market town thing there. Mm-hmm. So it's getting some of the more interesting, weird, magical stuff. Kingdom noting stuff. Okay. I roll for economy. Yep. Pass my economy check. And things may or may not happen. Uh, no, there is no kingdom event this month. Okay, that's fine. Then I'll just do a bit of a bit more noting and clearing up, and I'll be ready to go adventuring. Uh, several things first. Yep. Um, do you want to meet the person living in your caster's tower? Uh, Is Caitlin too busy? No, no. I want to meet the person living in my caster's tower. Okay, so um, you you will basically you know. Kalen will receive notice because it's a fairly large building. Yeah. Or a fairly prominent building, not physically huge. That um, some, somebody is interested in building a caster's tower in your kingdom and this is going about and blah, blah, blah. Um, when it actually comes up, um, you get a formal request for a visit um, from the great wizard Umbleweed. <laughs> okay. Which, presuming you you accept yeah. this, he comes to the town hall to see you. Um, and what comes in is this not um, hideously old, but you know, human equivalent sixties um, little gnome um, comes wandering in. Um, he has very wizardy robes, pointy wizardy hat, and has a staff that smells slightly odd and appears to be wrapped heavily in what looks like dried seaweed, all sort of glued or stuck somehow around the staff. Um, and he comes in, waves it in the air as he enters, and generates a string of lights that sparkle and dance around his head as he comes in. And he says, Your Majesty, I am... I am the Wizard Umberweed. It's a great pleasure to meet you. And... I will be making your residence yonder, making my residence yonder in your fine your fine village of Lakeview, a small place, but I sense great potential upon the lake shores. <laughs> I am. I'm hoping in time it'll um, grow to um, 
near the size of this uh, 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 near the size of this town and maybe even beyond now I wanted to check something with you your majesty is it true what I've heard from far, from far off that you welcome Faye in these lands aye ah, excellent you may have noticed I have set my tower upon the water's edge I have high hopes of being able to bring in students in the ilk of nereids and water nymphs I, um, so what was, what was, we've met at least one Nexi. Uh, that was Malanzi, the Nexi. Yeah. We, I yeah, um, run across at least, um, one Nexi down south, but, um, I don't know how many more there may be down there. Ah, excellent, excellent. May I have her name? Uh, Malanzi. He snaps his fingers. A book takes itself out of his bag and Tristan style, yeah. his unseen servant starts writing down these notes. Ah, and, you know, founder and yay hex and blah, 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 blah. Excellent, excellent. I shall go and see if this woman has the vast arcane power that Umbleweed requires in his students. Yeah? Meanwhile, should you require the book learning and the great magic that only a mighty wizard can bring to your lands, look no further than my caster's tower, my lord. Thank you very much. I um, hope you'll have no cause to regret choosing to settle in our kingdom. And I understand that you are one of those kings that likes to go out and get your hands dirty, you know, outside where there are bears and things like that. Aye. I may have a string of requests for you from time to time. Uh, my line of work requires all manner of odd reagents and things. I'm sure we can work something out. But only once I get myself established, of course. Naturally. But, um, the, um, the, um, folk of my ilk have a, um, continuous need for um, potions, spells, and, you know, enchanted weapons and the like. I'm sure we can work something out. I understand. Magic is always the answer. <laughs> well, I haven't time to deli all day. The art magical calls, don't you know? Of course. Thank you very much for coming by. Waves his staff in the air, more lights dancing out. Yeah. It seems awesome. Mm-hmm. He's clearly powerful. He can cast dancing lights twice a day. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, it seems like you meant to um, uh, uh, depreciate his potential or whatever. But Caleb's actually, you know, this is the kind of yep. thing he's looking for. It's a for. wizard. Yeah, he, it's a real life wizard. It's impressive. He, he is, as you far know, as he, you know, the only one in your entire kingdom. Exactly. So you know, it's exciting. You've got that sorceress there, but um, that's a different story. Uh, Wait, which one's is that? Um, Svetlana. Ah, right. Of course, Svetlana's the sorceress. And um, what about the um, green lady? Our green friend. Uh, Your green friend. The hag, hag woman. Oh, uh, the old Beldame. The old Beldame. I'm just trying uh, to remember her name. I believe that she is a wizard, but she doesn't go in for a lot of actual wizarding. She's kind of a hedge witch. She sort of. No, she's a sorceress. Right. She's a witch. Yep. So, um, yep, uh, the only prepared caster in our whole kingdom. Yes, yes. Yep. Well, no, no, the only prepared arcane okay, caster. Still excited. Got a couple of clerics already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and secondly, um, you will receive the whisper and the summons in the night. Kaelin, Kaelin, Kaelin. 
from the Queen of Forgotten Time. Ah, yes. Um, now, we sped through this at the end of last week. We did, although um, w- w- we can go through it again more slowly if you so desire, but... Uh, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with um, what, what the synopsis was. Yeah. Um, she wants to know whether you... She, she wants to go over um, there. Tick. Load. Start again. Um, she says to you, she, she smiles to you and nods, and she says, Kaylin, I wonder if you have put any, I wonder if you have had time to put any more thought into the gifts I offered. They are um, very powerful abilities, and your assistance will be welcome. There is one question I wanted to ask you. Um, You know, I mentioned to you before that uh, a a few people we've had dealings with um, have had artifacts of this description, because Caitlin in the Dream is traditionally traditionally has the, the green green necklace thing. Yep. So, um, green amulet. So, um, of course, um, this one I, orig- I originally took the monocle from a Grolker and the Stag Lord um, had one and um, I've, of course, discovered that there was a Centaur Queen who had one. I believe at the time, when I first asked you about this, you, you suggested that there might have been someone else using the device, but... I was wondering if there was a bit more to it and if now we know each other a little better I could get a better understanding of what was going on there. She sort of contemplates this for a long moment. It is complicated. I do not mean to... I do not mean to belittle you, Caitlin P. Springham, but you are no scholar. No. I do not think you would understand the explanation were I to give it to you. Although, if I spoke to Lord Tristan, he would understand it. Well, if you've no objection, I, it would be welcome information. I'll, um, but I think um, I, I, w- I would like to understand better, but I think I'll um, speak to my people, but I think we're minded to accept your offer yeah. we'll have to consider what ability we believe we can most successfully learn the sooner the better if you seek to return to Varnhold to oppose Vordekai this, such gifts are not lightly or easily learned <laughs> aye and so basically cut away, cut yeah. to other info down. Um, among other things what she is telling you is she will literally remove anyone who was doing this from the kingdom for the period of a week. Yep. Um, and physically remove you. Yep. I.e. take you to the first world. Yep. Um, whereupon you basically get put into the hyperbaric time chamber. Yeah. That's a Dragon Ball Z reference. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you, you learn things at a vastly accelerated rate. Yep. Um, in real time, however, you lose a week of time. Yes, okay. Um, which is not necessarily irrelevant, and um, hence I'm bringing it to you now. No, um, so I guess the other question is, does she want people one at a time, or all at once? Uh, one at a time. Right, she, yep. She 
cannot do more than one. I, I, I figured that would be the case, but I wanted to check I had an understanding of it. Um, it's it's literally she's taking everyone aside for a training montage. Essentially. Yeah. Um, so you give the device to you. You give the amulet of the forgotten time to Tristan, um, who has no trouble operating it whatsoever this yeah. time. Um, he goes to sleep. Yeah. You know when he wakes up, he talks to you. Yeah. He says, "So, so I've spoken to the queen about your concerns." I, I'm hoping she said it was something that would be difficult to understand, but you've had lots of practice dumbing things down for me. Yes, yes. Um, just thinking about how to put this. Okay, so you understand where you you understand that, for example, there was once a being called Mab. Aye. And she was, for all intents and purposes, a goddess. Aye. Uh, then. She stepped out. Of, she stepped out of the world to protect to protect us from the outer dark and make space for humanity to develop. Aye. And then became the being known as Desna. The two of them are, from a certain point of view, the same creature. From a certain point of view, they are not. Uh, much of what makes them different depends on what is put into them. People react differently to Desna. They treat her differently. She has different portfolios of influence, that sort of thing. And yet, they are somewhat the same being. Do you follow what I'm saying here? Yes. So, the Queen of Forgotten Time told you that she wasn't the one who dealt with the Grolka and the Stag Lord, and that's true from a certain perspective. Uh, are you saying it was someone who was her in the same way that Mab is Desna? Uh, not not quite. I have another metaphor you might understand. Uh, here, he rummages around, he pulls a mirror out of his pocket. What do you see? Me. And now, sticks his own face over it. You. Okay. And then now sort of sticks his head over your shoulder... So you're both reflected in it. Both of us. Okay. And yet, does the things you see in there, do they have anything to do with the actual mirror? No. So what you're saying is what you get into it it depends on what you put into it. So What you get out of it depends on what you put into it. Hagrolka and the Stag Lord both spoke to her uh, quite definitely, but... What they drew from the conversations and the, uh, the the reflection of what she is that appeared to them might be an entity different again to the one you spoke to. Somewhat the same, but on many important levels different. I see. Well, that that's that's a reassuring concept. If if Hagrolka went in as a War- as a warrior troll who wanted to crush and eat all humans, then the queen would be... Fiesta? Obliged to suit him. Ah. I-, I can't speak for what they saw. Even she doesn't quite know, as she's not the entity that spoke to them. But she's she not- is. No, I think I get it. Alright, that, that, that's reassuring. It, um, I already kind of had the sense that that might have been the case. I mean, the Stag Lord had, you know, pretty serious mental problems. 
he was he was pretty mad, and Hagrolka was fairly not mad exactly, but he had delusions of grandeur. Yeah. So um, the Stag Lord. This is flipping miles back. Uh, oh God, fucking Stag Lord's face. <laughs> it's hidden on about eight pages, just to mm. make it difficult. Uh, what's his story with the lady in green here? Uh, uh, that he he dreamed of a beautiful woman with green hair, um, who told him that he could be something greater than he was. Um, slept with him in the dream. Um, and then he beat the crap out of his um, father and um, became a bandit king, essentially. Yep. Um, Hagrolka, you didn't really have that conversation with. No. You don't know quite what he saw. Um, he essentially said that he'd been promised he could rule over everything yeah. by her. Yeah. And the um, goodness knows what the Centaur Queen saw, but it, it inspired some pretty... Uh, she wasn't a queen before that, and after that she yeah. decided she was a yeah, queen from, and went off to conquer everyone. From the third-hand knowledge that you've got from Varn, it appeared to be a sort of divine right to rule thing. Yeah. Um, she was going to successfully wipe all the humans off the land and reclaim them for the enormous Centaur Empire that was to come. Yeah. Van had no idea there was any sort of figure behind it, just that she'd kind of decided one day. Yeah. But that was actually before Van arrived. Yeah. So. No, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, and Tristan, uh, I'm sure, shockingly, uh, tells you that you can trust her completely and, you know, the, the take up her fabulous gifts and etc, etc, because... All fair, special, and perfect, and wonderful. Yeah. So um, we'll actually sit down with everyone and talk about what their feelings are. Yeah. Um, I um, feel more comfortable now that Tristram's explained to me in words of one syllable um, what's going on with her. I mean, she's still. Yeah, he explains to them yeah, as well. She's still a very powerful entity that. I wish I bloody knew what he was talking about. <laughs> Um, who has her own motivations, but who she is when she appears to be is someone that I feel comfortable trusting at least a moderate amount. And uh, to put it bluntly, we need the help. Mordecai's a dangerous, dangerous foe. And uh, he we may know who he is now, but he knows at least who I am. And we'll quite probably know a bit about out you, given he's been, given he at least a bit about Britain, given he was scrying on us for some time, and possibly about the rest of you as well. But he'll have by the time we're ready to go in, he'll have had more time to regain his strength and prepare. I cannot disagree with this. But it's not something as I'd be comfortable pushing you to accept if it's not something you can feel you can put your hand to. Uh, well, Sister, I think that, that we've been working with the Fae hand in hand since we started this kingdom and it's been nothing but good for us. Uh, I think that we've been offered a gift here, a, a powerful gift, and I think that we should absolutely take it. Now, I've, I've 
spoken to the Queen of Forgotten Time as, as Caleb has, and I feel in my heart that we can trust her. That this is this is going to bring us into a closer alliance with her, and that's absolutely something we want for our, our good and for the good of the kingdom and to defeat Bordecai. I am more reluctant to make strange alliances. I do not have Tristan's affinity for the Fae. But I cannot deny your point, Caelan. We need the assistance. And Stagthorn will always be in need of powerful allies, even ones who are far from us, trapped within another realm entirely. It's not necessarily... I've accepted help from fey lords and ladies in the past. They're not necessarily fathomable by us any more than the gods, but it's not... And such help can be dangerous, but we can we do need it. <sighs> when hunting strong prey, take all aid you can get. Hunt with a pack. Hunt with best weapons. Strike fiercely with everything. Worry about worry about other pack mates. La- worry worry about the new pack later. Strike the enemy first. I well, I kind of say I'm comfortable with it. I've already put my hands in. A, I've already put. I've already put my faith in higher hands. But then, you've always been one to change people's destinies, lad. Move them to strange and unusual places. I cannot say that I think it is meant to be, but these days I didn't know what it's meant to be anymore. If it's your opinion that we should go for it, then I'm inclined to put I'm inclined to place my faith in you, lad. Alright. We'll take the gamble and I hope that we don't have cause to regret it. Thank you all. And at that point it's down to logistics. Yep. Montages. Yes. So we have three weeks left in the month. Yeah. There's. You can count the one you've just passed as yes. well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because um. Because everyone can do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm less worried about what order you put people into. Yeah. On, it, because it, I just assume you do it when it's convenient. Yeah. And also, that won't suck people away from their I mean, kingdom duties because they can they can all do them at different times of the month. Yeah, and it's going to take up a chunk of Kalen's time whenever he does it because if I put Kalen off to next month, he's still going to be in the. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, Kaelin and Michaela will lead the way. Yep. So, Michaela can... Um, Michaela first, while well, you're doing your week of kingship, Kaelin second. It, it, I think, um, because it's better for story purposes, I'll say I do my week of kingship second, and I go first, yep, yep, she makes, goes second. Makes sense. I, I lead I, I don't go... I lead the way, and my people follow. And then, um, we can have, um... I'll, I'll actually write down which, um... Kaelin... Then yep. So Kaelin will lead the way. Okay. So hand me my um sheet of 
However, there's no reason I can't consider which ones I want for the NPCs first. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. For Bryn, I think I'd like Wolves Canning. Because mm-hmm. it it's awesome. And the same thing. It, it seems more um, her... I, uh, it's a tough call with the um, the Tristram thing. The, uh, the, both of the Tristrams ones are really cool sounding abilities, mm. and the free action performance thing is um, a neat neat ability. Yeah, most of them are standards. I think one or two are moves. Yeah, at the moment. But um, the uh, the stones will weep thing is just such a weird ability. It, mm-hmm. it sounds like something um, that he'd get a lot of enjoyment out of. Yeah, I mean. The, the the PCs themselves are picking which ability you get, but because it's just one player and one GM, yeah. who is the player are making this as a better decision. Yeah. Um, Michaela, I want what was not. Yep. It's a neat concept, and it's, it's just too awesome to bypass. Uh, basically, as, as this is explained to you, um, very much like being a cleric, you can only handle so much of this this capacity. Yeah. Um, and the the queen will actually explain to you that she could actually theoretically give you both of these gifts, but it would damage who you are. She'd be replacing bits of your memories with with this new stuff. Yeah. Um. Change of destiny is mm-hmm. pretty awesome for Corwin. Mm-hmm. So when it says regain hit points up to five times your character level, yeah. So at present I'm an eighth level character. So that's eighty hit points. Uh, five, sorry, five times forty hit points. Yeah, that's, that sounds more right. Yes, that's that's a lot of hit points. So it's basically once per day, bang, you get a huge walk of hit points back. Yeah. Which won't um, will will never exceed the amount of hit points you actually have. Yeah. But. Um, Yes, it's it's a single large scale heal, but um, you, you only get it once. You can't yeah. break it into bits. Yes, yes, no, I get that. I'm trying to decide between um, second wind and always a chance. Mm-hmm. They're just both so great. Mm-hmm. But I think I will take always a chance because it's just got such a cool title. <laughs> such an awesome ability. And for Tristram, I will have. I will have stones will weep. Mm-hmm. So if you pass them back to me, I will um, give you the montage. Yep, so I can um, refresh your memory on which order we're doing, I'm doing things in. No, it, 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 for the purposes of what you're seeing on camera, because you'll be seeing the NPCs ones as well, yep, to so some extent. Um, so... Voice of the editor here. And to give our listeners some context, uh, I, as the GM, wrote down the various abilities that were being offered to Kaylin and the other NPCs, 
and the player got to pick between them. So, because you can't read what's written on bits of paper, I will give you what uh, the options that the player actually took. So, Bryn went for something called Wolves' Cunning. You are linked with the spirit of the oldest wolf, channeling their cunning and strength. You may add your constitution modifier to your armor class when unarmored and unencumbered, just like the monk ability. You gain scent as if you were a true wolf, allowing you to detect approaching enemies, sniff out hidden foes, and track by sense of smell. Tristan gains Stones Will Weep. The stories that you tell have the power to move those with even the barest hint of life or emotion in them, causing them to speak with you. Uh, As a spell-like ability, you may use Speak with Animals, Speak with Plants, or Stone Tell at will. Corwin received Change of Destiny. Your encounter with the Queen of Forgotten Time alters your destiny in unique ways. Whenever you draw a handful of hero points, you may freely trade your cards with Kaelin, and you can discard and redraw any cards you choose once per hand. Michaela received What Was Not. Through the divinations of the Queen, you see a thousand lifetimes of yourself, the futures that could have been and the paths you could have taken, retaining this knowledge in your real life. You gain 15 skill points, spend them immediately, you may not gain more than two ranks in a skill with this ability, and you cannot exceed your max ranks. And Kaelin selected Always a Chance. Your preternatural skill prevents bad luck from interfering. You can no longer roll natural ones on attack rolls. Anytime you do so, re-roll. Hope that's helpful to you, and now we return to our game. Kaelin, you put the amulet of the Queen of Forgotten Time on and go to sleep. Um, she has explained to you somewhat of what will happen, so none of this will be tremendously surprising for you. Um, and in the night, um, you you go to sleep, but instead of appearing in her munificent bedchamber, as yeah. you have previously, um, she appears in your room. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in Elk's Rest. Um, surprisingly, her appearance doesn't disturb Bryn in any way, shape, or form, as if it's making no sound or sight that's actually audible outside of your head. Yeah. Um, so, the queen appears by, by your bed, um, and you hear that, Kaelin, 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 you come away, and she is standing in, inside your bedroom by your bedroom door. She says, if you're ready, it is time. I am. And, um, Kaelin will drop a kiss on Brynn's cheek. Yep, she doesn't even blink. Yep. She ab- appears to literally be sleeping exceptionally deeply for Brynn. Yeah. And then, um, I will, um... Sweep the um, Queen of Forgotten Time a bow and uh, take her hand. She bows lightly back to him. You have explained to your people what will happen. They will not be alarmed to not find you in the morning. Nay, they know. They know. They know well enough what we're doing. Not all the details. Then step through this door, and she opens your bedroom door, and it opens with a glowing green light, mm-hmm. and you step through it, and you are somewhere else. Um, you appear to be on a great field like a a big big meadow it expands out almost elastically in every direction 
Uh, your guess would be you are somewhere within the first world because it looks like that style of thing. But the sky overhead is a lot darker and more sinister than when you were last here. Indeed, as you look up into it, you get this impression of things moving out there in the darkness just beyond your ability to perceive them. Um, there are these periodic howling noises. Um, and she says to you, You are a warrior. By birth, by choosing, by training. Aye. You are always prepared for battle. Of course, you've come through in your full armour and everything. Then show me battle, and around you, coming up out of the grass where they've been hiding, are a bunch of people that look very much like elves. Um, slightly odd ones. They are, you, you would guess... The, basically the more fey version of elves um, and they start coming towards you, longbows and swords and that sort of thing out and she says, show me hold nothing back and they attack you in mass and you start cleaving into them and all this sort of thing um, and you know, they're, they're competent opponents but nothing at your level you cut through several of them when you actually land killing blows on them, they pretty much just explode into mess. Um, indeed, when you land, you, you notice when you land the first non-lethal blow on them, the guy just bleeds mist instead of actually um, blood and, and guts and all that kind of thing. And then you stop worrying about yeah. killing them and start whacking them to pieces, and they go down one after the other. And you will find that invariably as you fight them, sooner or later you end up missing shots that you should otherwise make. Mud sprays up from all the footsteps around the field and sprays in your eyes. Uh, arrows that should miss you actually deflect off some of their allies onto you, that sort of thing. Um, eventually a horse just appears for you to ride on. You ride around and do horse jousting and horseman swordsmanship and horse archery and that sort of thing as well. And sometimes the horse slips in the mud Sometimes the, sun, the the strange moonlight reflects oddly in your eyes. Um, and this is sort of just your general experience of having been a mercenary for many years. No matter how well prepared you are, no matter how good you are, you can't control that little bad luck factor. And it happens to everyone on every battlefield everywhere. And sooner or later, you know, it will get you. That's how the mercenary life works. Yes. Um... You feel like you have been fighting this this endless length of foes and fighting this this bad luck that is catching up upon you, and you are feeling fatigued and sort of the weapons hanging loosely at your side as the next wave wave of these elf creatures come in again relentlessly, and then she is beside you from nowhere, leaning in your ear, whispering. You think that you cannot control it. Your thoughts are too limited, too mortal. You think that luck is an external force from the world. You think that it will rule you. That is not the way it needs to be. Not with enough focus. Let me show you. Let me show you that you are good enough, that you are strong enough. That you are the king of Stagthorn, 
mighty enough to defy destiny, defy fate, defy luck, defy the choices of others that put you in these binds. You are stronger than you think, Caitlin. There is always a chance for you to win. Always. And she whispers this very sensuously right in your ear. And it goes deep within your brain. It is not just words. You know that you you know for a fact that what she's telling you is true. And as the first warrior steps forward, you put your foot forward, it starts to slip slightly in the mud, and you just ground it and take the shot at him, and whack, off goes his head, and a big fades into mist, and whack goes the cleave into the next one, and whack goes the great cleave into the next one. Uh, And you continue this battle, and the longer you go, the more you will find that you are actually managing to overcome this, this base bad luck that affects every warrior, you're now so good that you can shrug it off. And you find yourself eventually standing on a battlefield, cleared of everything. Uh, The ground is just absolutely churned up for miles in every direction with footfalls, horse footfalls it looks like bodies have been falling there that sort of thing but finally no more foes appear and you find yourself tired but exhilarated and you you have no earthly idea how long you've been fighting for, you don't feel hungry or tired or any of that sort of thing and as the last one falls you see her just kind of standing there, leaning against a, a summer tree that wasn't there before, smiling. You see? You can do it. If... Okay, I'm a little unconscious. If Kira had had this ability, she need not have died. I never... I never thought that something like this could be possible. Here in this place, there is no death. There need be no pain here, but I can only offer you the future. I cannot change what has passed. Nay, not, not and for any of us. Nay, and um, mortality is what um, I was born to. One way or another, it will come, but. I can see that this will give me more of a ch- more of a chance. Thank you. I regret that you lost your last love. Perhaps with this help I offer, you will not lose. You'll not, you'll not lose. You'll, you will not lose. Your new love? Yes, you'll not you lose your new love. I was going to say your future love, but that implies something else altogether. And. It may be that with this I can protect my people from the threat of the office. Thank you for your help and for your patience. Go in peace, Caitlin. For peace is what we all seek. And she will lean into you and basically plants a long kiss on you. And as she does so, this all fades out, and you find you are lying in your bed, uh, fully armed and armoured, yep. in a vaguely uncomfortable way. Um, 
when you actually get up, it appears to be the middle of the day. Um, no one, Brun is presumably off doing something else. Yeah. Um, and when you get up, your weapons appear to have actually been very well used. They're not soaked in blood or anything, but they have various stains, or that sort of thing on them, chips. The, you yeah. know, all of your gear looks like you have been fighting with it in one of the hardest campaigns you've ever had of just relentless fighting. As far as you're concerned, maybe a couple of hours have gone past. Yeah. But your gear looks like you have been slugging it out for a solid week of battle. Yeah. So, well, I will um, tend to my gear yeah. and then go fight and burn. Yep. And you fight her fairly easily. Kaelin, back! Thanks. All is well? I... You smell different. I... What she gave me... It'll make a difference. Okay. And do you want to see the other yes. mini montages so they have lesser montages? Yes, so. yes, naturally. I shall write always a chance on my character sheet. Um, when when you wake up at one point, Bryn, of course, has just disappeared. Yeah. I'll just go down this in, yeah, yeah. in the order of how I've got them written. Yeah. The, um, um, which definitely freaks Kaelin out, despite understanding exactly what's going on. Yeah, uh, of course, the thing is, the way Bren operates, you never wake up when she leaves the bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because she's vastly quieter than your ability to perceive her. Yeah. I, I believe, actually, at this point, given you take a minus ten to listen while you're asleep, it's impossible for you to hear her while you're asleep. <laughs> Even on the she rolls a one, you roll a twenty scale. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's true, because that would give you an 11, and her minimum's like 16 or 17. Uh, so, you see, the, well, the camera, rather, sees Bryn appears, uh, is taken out through your bedroom door. Her one is to a forest, an old, old forest. Primeval is definitely the word that springs to mind. There are shadows lurking in every tree. There are noises and rustling and the snarl and howl of other predators out everywhere in the woods. Um, and the Queen of Forgotten Times says to her, Welcome. You have run far in your life, wolf child. Run far from your original home, your family, your parents, to a new path. And a bunch of wolves start stalking out from the woods. Brim doesn't seem alarmed by them at all because, of course, she likes wolves. Yeah. Um, and, and then from them to a new pack again, your stagthorn. But now I invite you to step back. These are not wolves as you would understand them, they are what remains before wolves. If, if you would the oldest of such creatures I have the spirits and their memories to call upon they are cunning without peer and they have much to teach you run with them child and run quickly the forest of a thousand screams is filled with prayers <laughs> and she will, the camera will hear the 
coming from the trees behind her and something moves in the shadows. Brim drops, assesses it for a moment, sees the rest of the pack turn to bolt, and turns and bolts with them. And the montage sees her running away from these various large shadows, pursuing her off through the trees, ducking away, turning, fending several of them off, turning with the pack, and assaulting them again. Uh, As this montage goes on, she becomes increasingly feral. She starts growing more hair, dropping to all fours, and eventually changes into a true wolf. Um, Savages several of these large, odd first world creatures, and then at some point finds herself alone in the forest, which now seems a little brighter. The darkness pushed back a bit, the howls a bit bit more muted, and she... turns back again. Princess, you understand. I have done nothing more than show you... I have done nothing more than show you the possibility. You are the one who has learned the wolf's secrets. (laughs) (laughs) And we cut away from that one. Uh, Get Tristan. Um, She... Appears in his bedroom the night, of course, does the same. Smile, huh? My Lord Tristan, you have long wondered at the mysteries of the Fae. It is something that has consumed your life. But I must tell you that there are other mysteries in the world. Mysteries like you, when she moves towards him, sort of puts the shush finger off his lips, leans in and starts whispering sensuously again in his ear. There's a real theme here. Yeah. <laughs> Obvious reasons. Um, says, I have heard you. I have heard you through my amulet. The stories that you tell. The music you create. It moves me. Even from so far away I hear it. And I weep. And I will not be the only one. I will teach you. Myself. Something of the true oldest fay. Something of our old poets, our art, our music, from long before you ever walked the world. I will teach you how to make the animals sit up and listen, the plants themselves dance to your tune, and stones themselves to weep at the emotion you will carry in your tales. Hear me, and let yourself go into the tale. And she begins whispering into his ear. And he li- he just stands there and listens and nods away. And that's the entire montage. She just talks to him. Awesome. And he listens and listens and listens and listens. Uh? And nods and nods and nods. And all the while throughout this, his book is floating in front of him as Rupert takes pages and pages <laughs> and pages and pages of notes. Uh-huh. Uh, Corwin. Yes. Now, change of destiny. Um, you get Corwin. Wake up! Ugh! Bloody hell! You come right into a man's bedchambers in the middle of the night when he's in his small clothes. It is nothing I have not seen before. Well, that's a disturbing thought. <laughs> no mistake. I thought you could do better. <laughs> she sort of looks like she's not quite sure what to make of this. Will you come? Aye, that was the point of it, what we agreed. Hang on. Okay, now. 
take me where it is I need to go and show me what it is I need to see. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? You have already changed your destiny once. You changed again. It doesn't seem like I've got much bloody control over it anymore, do I? Well, come on, lass, show me what's behind secret door number one. (laughs) As you wish. She opens the door. He steps through. She steps through behind him. There's that green light again. And then almost instantly the door opens and the two of them walk back out into the bedroom. Hmm? Um, And he looks at her. Well? Well, what? Well, I thought you'd be showing me something. Or giving me some great secret. Or waving your magic arms and putting the hoodoo in me or something like that. Well, what happened? Enough, she says. Enough. Well, that's bloody cryptic and no mistake. Ah. Didn't you realise? Faye. <laughs> and she disappeared. Because <laughs> I... Ugh. I'd go back to bed, but I'm betting I'm a week late on the bloody accounts as it is. Yeah, I don't sense there's going to be a meeting of minds there. And Michaela um, is sitting up in bed, um, armed and armoured, and clearly trying to stay awake. She's doing this yeah. like nod, eyes shut, slightly nod, eyes shut. Keeps coming back to and looking round the room. Yeah. Um, has lights on and all that sort of thing anyway. Um, and then at some point her eyes dip and her head dips for about half a minute. And then the Queen of Forgotten Time is just in her room. And Michaela snaps her head up and sort of comes to and grabs at the sheet. Yeah. And There is no need for alarm. Please do not wave that at me. I do not like the iron. (laughs) Okay. I am not certain what to make of this. You are suspicious by your nature. It did not always have to be so, but that is what your life has led you to. I will show you something else what else you could have been if you were not this life if you had not suffered the losses the betrayals not experienced the loyalties and trusts that you have the paths not taken the roads yet unwalked I will show you what was not be careful it is a powerful thing powerful and terrible I know where my life was supposed to I know where my life has led I have nothing to fear from what I didn't what roads I didn't take I have made the best of every opportunity I have been given to me come on then show me what was not and they walk through the door as well um and then you just get the <laughs> million flashes. And if you slow the DVD right down, you can see just odd little images in there, um, of which there are a couple that are clearly um, foreseeable, so it's clearly visible. One of which is Michaela looking absolutely completely relaxed. She's in sort of a bright pink, you know, fluffy ball dress um, lying down 
doesn't seem to have a veil on, but the camera doesn't quite seem to get her face in the shot for yeah. some reason. Um, lying down in a hammock, swinging in the sunshine. Um, one of them has her walking down the walking down a wedding aisle with Caelan next to her. Oh shit! Um, one of them has her walking down an aisle with Tristan next to her. Yeah. Um, one of them has her alone in a forest somewhere, freezing, dressed in nothing but rags, and being hunted by things out in the woods. Um, one of them has her dressed in black, hood over her head, even more veiled and obscured than usual, um, frantically leaning over a lock, picking it. And she moves quietly into someone's bedroom, watches them in the bed for a moment, then slits their throat in their sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then flash, 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 flash. She steps out of the door again, and she looks white like a ghost. Mm-hmm. And Queen says, I hope that this will bring you some peace. And Michaela glares at her. Or if not peace... At least the power you seek. Or an, at least an idea of why you seek it. Go, please. Okay, thank you. Done. <clears throat> thank you for the gift, lady. I will need some time to process it. And the queen disappears. And that is all the montages. Kill. Cool. Okay. So, um, I would like to talk to Michaela. Um, I don't know, does Caelan have any understanding of what they are, what they are taking or what the Queen was offering them? Uh, yes. Cool. Yes, she has made the offers, um, you know, they're, they're less. Bryn, I will give you the ability to add 1d6 damage. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you understand what the. Because in her initial conversation with you, she says, you know, I can grant them such powers as blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, yes, you understand completely both the context and the meta thing. Yeah. You just haven't necessarily seen their montages. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that I haven't. Um, but um, Although Bryn will tell you flat out exactly what was in hers. Yeah. Uh, none of the other three will speak of it. Yeah. Uh, except Corwin, who tells you it was a lot... Uh, feels like a load of bullshit to me, but she's done something... To- Itches at me ears like a bloody mosquito. <laughs> um, he, he will actually tell you what was in his one as well, but it's literally what you saw on camera. Yeah. As far as he's concerned, nothing fucking happened except the wig disappeared. Yeah. Um, does Tristan? Obviously, Tristan doesn't tell me the details. Does he tell me it was you know amazing and interesting? Yeah, and he stuff? gets a very far away look in his eyes. He says, "It was. She was extraordinary. I, I mean." Actually, now you're at this point. Uh, Tristan actually wants to have a conversation with you about this. If you're interested, we can talk to someone yes. else first. Uh, no, I'd rather I'd like to talk to Tristram, and then I will also want to talk to some someone else. But. Okay, so Tristan reappears, d- d- appears back a week after he's gone missing. Yeah. Um, in fact, no, being Tristan, uh, this one you get slightly worried about because on the eighth day he doesn't turn back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people go out looking for him, and Bryn, you know, follows his tracks and actually yeah. finds him out in the field. Yeah. Um, where? 
He is, in fact, out where the um, old statue of Aristotle is, talking to it. Ah, uh, yep. Because it's an old stone. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and you sort of approach him there, and he, he turns around and he says, Oh, Caelan. Right, I'm supposed to be back. I, oh, I, sorry, I suppose people were worried. Uh, a little bit, kid. When you when you disappear into the Fey Realm, it's generally polite to come find people and tell them you haven't been, you know... Borrowed or stolen or some such. Uh, but it it I, I just wanted to see if it would work outside of the first world. That was extraordinary. I, I certainly didn't get to see enough of the first world. We'll, we'll have to head back there one day once I learn plane shift as a bard. Well, we've got a wizard in the tower now. He can presumably cast it at some stage. Yeah, so could Gorn. Yeah. Uh, yep. And Michaela, but much, much slower. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, but I, I can understand it now. I can hear them if I talk to them and speak deeply enough. I, I talked to two rabbits on the way here, and an oak tree, and this old statue. That They've all seen so much history in things here. Admittedly, the rabbit's point of view was a little more confined than intellectually than I'm used to, but it's, it's really no worse than talking to Akaros. <laughs> Presumably better than Garnak Bonepicker, then. Ah, well. Yes, but in all fairness, so is the statue, and that's really... Excuse me, has the personality of a rock. <laughs> ah. But that, that was something uh, truly extraordinary. I... Sorry to be indirect like the Fae, but I, I don't think I could even begin to explain to you what she told me. It's all right. It's all right. The um, it was, it was a, a weird thing. But uh, I think this is something that that I was supposed to be able to do. I mean, I'm not much of a believer in destiny and the gods and all that sort of thing. At least I think they should keep their meddling fingers out of it and leave it to you know, people who know what they're doing, like the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> he says right under the statue of Aristotle because yeah. he's a... Caelan will wink at the statue. But it was... It was truly extraordinary. She was... Remarkable, even more so than usual. I the um, I think maybe you're, if she, I think you've got the capacity to appreciate more of what she is than necessarily maybe the rest of us do. And I can certainly believe that this, in some way, was what you were meant for. Well, I did. Father tells me I spoke Sylvan before I spoke a word of Teldae. I some. Um... He's been a sore point that one. <laughs> well, I can see it would. I can see it would. Uh, it would worry him. There's always got to be the question of who it was taught you that. Well, I mean, even even from a young age, I was. Excuse me for plotting my own horn, but I, I am fairly skill, fairly intelligent. Aye, and I always was. Father never understood, but but she 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 understood. 
I have, I've heard in stories and the like that the Fae are drawn to gifted mortals. I think um, because of what she's doing now, she's drawn to rulers and the like, but if she was in a different road, I can believe she'd have sought you out of her own devices. He turns a little red, <laughs> blushes heavily. Um... I have something to uh, confess. I may have spoken to her uh, before I borrowed your amulet. When? A while back now, I um, borrowed something else from you. And out of his pocket comes... A familiar looking green ring made of green hair that you took from the stag lord, which then disappeared at some point uh, in the yes. months while you were building your kingdom. Bloody hell, you had that? Well, that. <laughs> he stole it like four, four, four or five years ago at this point. Well, that's a bloody relief. I thought, um. I thought some enemy had nicked off with it. I just. It, you weren't using it, and, and I wanted to see what it did. Oh, it's remarkable. <laughs> She's remarkable. I, I can't. I can't deny that. It's, it goes back in his pocket. He doesn't actually let you take it off. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to take it off him. I'm perfectly. It, it, it's. Um, you could have just said something, kid. I don't know. <laughs> How would you have taken it if you knew that I was um, dreaming about some strange fable? Well, okay, it, it, it might have worried me a little. I, um, I really appreciate your explanation about the mirror. That, um, it, it, it did make me uncomfortable, that background. But, um, I can see what you mean. I, I wonder if, to some degree, that you see her... The way you see... The yes, yes, the way I saw her first. That As if, uh... <sighs> you get most of your knowledge of the Fae from me. Um, My perceptions colour yours. And um, I, I had wondered if she, it's based on who possesses the item. Because it doesn't, it seems as far as I can tell that the, the others are seeing her very much as I see her. So I don't think that they might be getting their own versions, but it doesn't seem to a great degree. And possibly if that's if I see her the way you see her perhaps once she's uh, set in stone by our perceptions anyway I I'm glad you called me <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much the, the point I wanted to get out in the conversation <laughs> he stole the magic ring <laughs> that's hilarious that's a weight off Carolyn's mind it was full of knowledge and you didn't use it. So yes. Tristan stole it and used it. Didn't tell you. So, because um, when you um, when you tried to use use the amulet, you said she said you weren't the rightful king. Uh huh. Was that actually the truth? Oh, no, not as such. We just we we talked again, but and I. I didn't want to admit you'd already been talking to her. Yeah, and and you know, using your magic uh, communication device wasn't quite the same. You know, it's like wearing one of your old shirts. 
<laughs> All right, that makes more sense. Yeah, you just flat out lied, do you? Yeah, because I um I thought it, the time it was odd. I mean, um, you know so much more about the faith than me. I would have thought that um you'd be able to talk to her if anyone would. Yeah, essentially he tells you basically put it on to see if it would do more or less the same thing, and it indeed did more or less the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. That does make more sense. And he went, yep, like this. Smells like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Charming. Is she... your girl? Uh, can you make me a sense motive, Jack? Mega 9. I'm probably not going to pick up on this one. Uh, as Tristan flushes wildly at this, <laughs> um, and he says, um, no? I, I mean, she's... She's... Uh, <clears throat> a little above the station of a second... Pardon me, a third son of a noble house of Brivoy, don't you think? <laughs> Just a little... I was just wondering, it's, uh, you said you had a girl but it was complicated and I, I always wondered if she might have been one of the Fae. Uh-huh, well, it, I, I mean, it, it would obviously be a very complicated situation if, if that was the case and very different to... To your situation where you're, you're swimming in woman, but not doing anything for it. <laughs> not, not all of us get uh, large amounts of choices, and and and, and it, 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 it don't worry about it, Tristan. We don't have to talk about it. He turns red and stammers something. Yeah, Gail lets him off the hook. You can draw whatever conclusion. Yep. You don't get any further information from the judge. No, that's fine. The, um, I, I had no idea, but um, I didn't think she, she was the one. Okay, and... Um, uh, that said, it, it would be impossible for Caitlin to not conclude that she's absolutely right up Tristan's alley. Yeah. You know, she's a fey lady. She's um, ridiculously attractive. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, I think and full of, you know, knowledge and wisdom and all yeah, that kind of thing. I kind of get the impression that she is... The analogue of her you get is kind of attracted to whoever comes through the door because that seems to be a big aspect of various people's visions of her. <laughs> but um, it certainly seems like if she was entirely free to make her own picks, she'd go for, Tristram should be someone yeah. she'd potentially go for. Yeah, I mean, information via Tristan, you'd know that basically some of the Fae um, have attractiveness and seduction wound up in the nature of what they are. Like yeah. something like a dryad is a tree woman who is fantastically attractive and kind of seducy. It doesn't actually necessarily mean she desperately wants to bang you. It's just in her nature to be that way, much yeah. as it's in the nature of a fairy dragon to be kind of hyperactive. <laughs> You're not kidding. Uh, nope, that, that all makes good sense. Okay. And I would like to make a um, diplomacy check. By all means. I found out more stuff about Tristram. By all means. And... I am going to use my free reroll. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fail. Okay. 
That's fine. The, um, I find out more about Tristram, but it, it fits in pretty well with what I know of him. Yep. I do not... And I cross off... You cross off a relationship whilst your yes. relationship points do not, not go up. Yep. Such is life. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that then, happens when you get them nice and high. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And particularly when you roll a six and then a one. Yep. And then, yes, um, I will want to talk to Michaela about what happened to her yes um, she shuts you down pretty hard pretty fast yeah um, you you go depends on what you want to talk to her about yeah um, uh, so we can, can do it as a scene no, let, let's do it as a scene if it's a brief scene it's a brief scene Kayla. I um, just wanted to See if you were all right. Yes. It was a very strange experience. She showed me uh, futures that could have been, paths not taken, that sort of thing. I can still feel them in, in my head. The knowledge has stayed with me. I suppose that was the point. But, uh... I guess it seems like the sort of thing that uh, might be upsetting to witness in the same way what we saw at Candlemere. It was definitely a unique experience. Uh, One I'm still working through. I don't particularly wish to discuss it at this moment. All right. Well, um, if you do at a later time, and yeah, she just yep. she just shuts you down. Yep, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Too many secrets. Mm-hmm. What is your relationship with her? Seventeen. Uh, it's crawling up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so my relationship with Brynn's is eighteen. Mm-hmm. And I have now, uh, oh, I actually, yes, I have one more slot with everybody. Yeah, because you should have eight total. Yeah, and I've rubbed off Brynn's, but I've obviously forgotten to rub off the others, so. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, alright, I have two slots with everyone but Court. With cool, and I have five. Mm-hmm. We we just kill large monsters and drink um, beer. We just, we just we're men. <laughs> part of that is is Michaela shutting you down. Part of it's also the GM because what she's seen will vary according to what where she spends her skill points. Yeah, which no. I haven't um, no problem because you only just told me that was what you wanted for her. Yeah, no, so. no, that's that's perfectly fine. The um, it seems like I, I can have another try and get talking to her, but that yep. would pretty much be something that she would need to seek Caitlin yep, yep. out for. Is I uh, see her, you know, using bluff to suggest that she's perfectly okay, isn't it, uh, if, even though she isn't, yep. and fooling Caitlin because she has the capacity yeah, well, you, to do if that. If you want to make a sense motive check for it, you're most welcome to. Yeah, actually, I'll make a sense motive check to see if I can spot that she's actually no, and I crit fumble. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so no, yeah. No, Kaylin believes her when she sees you know, her. She, she seems um, uh, 
Uh, not concerned. What am I looking for? Deep in thought. Yeah. And regardless, I will take her out adventuring. Okay. So I figured there's no need to give her this ability. It's something that can kick in. Yeah. yeah, yeah subsequently. It's also the kind of thing that's not likely to make any massive difference. Yeah. Yeah. But she she um she has the she has the additional power and thus any protection that the lady can give her before we actually go back to. Uh, Van, uh, the Vanling mm-hmm. host and start wandering around um, taunting Vordekai. Okay, so you're in the Vanling host taunting Vordekai. Yep. <laughs> in the Vanling host taunting Vordekai. Slap, slap, slap. No, not quite to that extent. <laughs> okay, and given half mockers over, let's go somewhere comparatively straightforward around them. And we will begin in A7. So I believe it's a day or two to ride over. In A7. Yes, you're in A7. Yep, and we will explore it. Okay. It is grassland. Mm-hmm. And nothing of particular interest occurs. Grassland. Yeah, I didn't think so. But it's, you know, we're finding out more stuff. And um, we'll head into A8. Uh, this one you will actually find something on. Um, is it grassland as well? It is grassland as well. Yep. Um, something that looks awfully familiar to you by this point. Uh, it is another section of that scooped land. Ah, um, you find more evidence of these, um, like these these deep slits in the earth, yeah. where chunks of the land have been taken out of. Uh, given that you're now higher level and have more options available to you, I'm happy if you want to assess it again. Uh, yeah, but, I think um, we'll spend a bit of time poking around in them and um, making checks and things. Yeah, I don't know that you necessarily have anything um, particularly up your sleeve that you didn't before. Yeah, I mean, the, but the thing is, I ha- I've done it with Tristram and Cora, Quinn. Corwin, I'm not certain Michaela has any mm. particularly exciting skills, but I figure she can take a look and let me know if she can spot anything. I mean, Kaylin's big one is knowledge engineering, which she worked out it could have been done with a shovel. Yeah. No, nothing will. Um, That's all right. No, nothing will come to her. Yep. Uh, beyond, um, actually, this is less something she's looking at here, and more a thing that she knows, in retrospect or not. Uh, So she looks at these. I, I don't know what to make of these, but I have done some ask. I have done some asking around since Mivon inquired, using my gather information. Ah, skill. yes, that's useful. Um, and she will tell you that uh, she has not gotten this information from Drelev, but from essentially spies in his kingdom, being your spy master and all. Yeah. Um, that 
this has happened to Dreyliv's land, it's happened to your land, it's happened to Varn's land. Um, it has not happened to Mivon or Brevoy or any of the further away kingdoms. It's limited to the area called the Stolen Lands. Um, and it has happened right in the edge of Pytax, right where that borders on Dreyliv's land. And um, that Erevetti has um, essentially taken that hex out of his borders. He's banned his people from going there. Um, and it is under guard. Okay, that's worth knowing. Like, he, he can't literally remove the land from his borders, but he's um, he's relinquished claim to it. Yeah. He hasn't advertised this fact, but that's no longer considered part of the Kingdom of Pytax. That is definitely worth knowing. It is my Kingdom map. And when I say under guard, I mean like a couple of rangers getting rid of people poking around the area, not a massive frogging army swarming yep. on top of it. That's useful information. I think um, I'd be inclined to follow Erevetti's lead there. Did I really only find one missing piece here? I thought there were two of them. I can Um, check my maps if you desire. That would be helpful. Kind of the fuzzies. So I know that um, I've got G6 down. And the other one is... Ah, you have got the other one listed, F9. F9. Missing piece. It says on your map. Yep. Oh, well. Yes, I have already claimed that one, so we'll just hope for the, um, hope for the best. Yes, then. you built a mine on it, I believe. Yes. And I made a note of that. Yep. <laughs> I could relinquish the hex. You could. Nothing prevents you doing so. I'll have a think about it. Um, well, Drainliff has actually claimed his one. Yeah. Um, and Vaughn had at some point and ended up um, losing it, not via relinquishing it, but via getting his kingdom beaten down systematically to the point where... Um, he just started losing hexes, basically. Yeah. 
But as far as Michaela's been able to gather, um, they've been there. Uh, certainly, the ones in Dre lives, Vans, and yours have been there since before you got there. Yep. She doesn't know about Pytax because that kingdom was there before you started doing these things. So, um, were there any in the land the Iron Wraiths were trying to explore? Uh, well, just no, no, because we don't have any records of their explorations. Um, that would, yeah, that that would be in the area that um, Pytax is one is essentially. Right. Yep. Gotcha. Because like how like how you were exploring the first chunk of the um of of the green belt and then you got the bottom chunk of it granted to you as well. Yeah. They basically got here's here's kingdom, here's Pytax, here's the bit the Iron Wraiths are doing. Yeah. But they very regrettably all got killed before they could get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um And that's where that scoop land is. Yep. Um, technically speaking, no kingdom claims that lands. Practically, it belongs to Pytax. Mm-hmm. Because unless Brivoy actually um, responded by sending another party down there or pushing for themselves or whatever, it's kind of more Pytax's than anyone else's. Yeah. Yes, it was kind of um, a bit cheeky of Brivoy to... Um... Well, the thing is, the, the, the land limits are pretty arbitrary. There's nothing stopping you claiming hexes in Draylev's kingdom. Yeah. But for the fact that, you know, Drelev might respond to that at some point. Yeah. You know, there's nothing stopping you claiming hexes in Bravoy as well, except yeah. the presumption that Bravoy would eventually come and kick you in the face for doing it. Yeah, well, Mavon, in fact, did claim hexes in... Um... Yes. Yes, because they thought they could get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're their, you were their weakest border. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, it um, it went from being advantageous to something of a political embarrassment. It's the um, no, there wasn't a village here. Why would you even ask? Mm-hmm. Well, being as they're a good aligned kingdom, they're not about to you know viciously slaughter their own people in an effort to cover it up. Yeah. So yeah, you find scoop land, uh, and there is a river flowing through there. Okay. Going across the bottom bit, heading towards Lake Silverstaff. Okay, so um, flowing out of, um, starting in this hex and flowing towards Lake Silverstaff, or? Uh, I think it flows from your kingdom. Ah, oh. uh, yes, I see. Yep. Yep. So that's the one that flows out of the, um, out of the lake right across the bottom there. Yep, to another big lake, presumably. Yes. Some, yep. Some, fish, 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 so Which may or may not be entirely filled with lake. So it's it's two days per grassland here. Yeah. Exploring. So that's uh, yeah. two, two, and now six. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
sorry, B9, you're going across, not down. Yep. Okay, uh, pass me your map, I'll doodle like on it. Yep. I figure that's much easier than me describing left, 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 right, left. Yep. So the, uh, you can see where the lake border is. Yep. And very much what you would expect. Uh, this hex is largely dominated by lake. Yep. Um, the river flows, the Gundren River flows up into Lake Silverstead. Yep. Is it um, grasslands insofar as it isn't lake? Yes, it is grasslands insofar as it isn't lake. Yep. Uh, there is an encounter S here, which I'm pretty sure is eels. Mm-hmm. Lake Silverstead. Yep. It's eels. Again. You will see eels in there. Yep. No, that's okay. The rest of them can live now. I've eaten the ones I'm happy with. And should you be fascinated to know, the primary source of this lake is actually the river that flows out of your kingdom. Cool. Okay, so um, I will, with Michaela, explore the bit of this hex that is actually land, Mm -hmm. which I don't imagine will take very much time. No, it will not. Okay. And then um, leaving the hex largely unexplored. Yep. Um... We'll head south into B9. Um, okay, uh, this is plain grasslands as well. Yep. Um, it has river flowing through it. Yep. From your kingdom again. Another river from my kingdom. Ah, well, yes. Depending on how you view it, it's, it's your river coming from their kingdom. Yep, yep. Yes, I see that one. Where's it flowing to? Uh, straight across, pretty right. much in parallel with the other river. Right. Yep. You remain unmolested by hideous monsters while you were doing this. Yep. should do your, at some point, do your um, kingdom diplomacy with your centaurs. Yes, yes. Um, so We can always go back to that. Yeah, yeah. The um, We can do it now if you like. Yeah. Uh, my conception was basically that I would send Svetlana in. Yep. The, um, I would like to give them a couple of months off as part of my doing things more slowly thing, but I don't really have the option given this, so... Svetlana can have a try at making a diplomacy check. Uh, this is what is you you're currently disliked by them aren't you yes yep so that is minus three to the diplomacy that's fit on the stats around somewhere there we are diplomacy so she comes back so they are fascinating they are fascinating people they live a remarkable life out there. I do not think it is for me, but it was certainly an experience to go and stay with them. Uh, she succeeds. You gain a point of trust with the centaurs. Yay! Svetlana, as you know, your diplomat actually has quite decent ranks in diplomacy, oddly enough. Yes, well, one would hope. I'd be a bit sad if she didn't. 
So that gets me to a 21 with the centaurs, which I don't imagine is a null thing. Yes, it is. It is? You become neutral with them. Sweet! <laughs> Go to Atlanta. Um, so... We, we will say word reached you of this um, before you left then. Yeah. Um, Svetlana comes back to you. You become neutral with the centaurs. Um, they now cease endeavouring to chase random monsters towards you. Yeah, that, well, that's not... That'll be nice in and of itself. Um, and... Uh, Akora Silverfire has invited you to come and speak to her... Um, Based on the based on how diplomatic relations are progressing betwixt your kingdoms, cool. Um, at a time of your convenience, and um, after she has had time to consult the moons, which yep. appropriately will be, you know, once you actually get there. Yeah. So that's why you're pissing around down here instead of running towards centaurs. Yep, no problem. But um, I think that um, can totally having explored this hex can totally do that as a out finishing up thing, assuming we don't um, run across anything interesting in here. There are always interesting things in here. Uh, no, in this hex there is nothing. Okay. So I am progressing in a southerly direction towards the vicinity of Vortkite. And I'm accumulating a collection of hexes I know aren't going to jump out and bite me. And yes, um, having about five days left in the month at that point, and uh, word having reached us, um, we'll go up and um, speak to Amora Silverfire. So, you are actually welcomed into your camp, into into the camp. Um, You go speak with her. Denise is still lurking there. Yeah. yeah. uh, Less than thrilled to see you. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Akora Silvas. Majesty, welcome. Majesty King Kaelin, welcome. It is good to see you again. We have recently sent home your diplomat, Svetlana. She is a remarkable woman. Aye, she is. She... I I know quite a few of them, he'll say, and smile on Michaela. Mm Mm-hmm. She look Akora Silverfire sort of looks at you <laughs> and looks at looks at Michaela, thinks about Svetlana, looks at you again slightly quickly. As you say, twice marked kin. Sorry, I need to um, actually work out what she's telling you now. No, no, that's um, fine. Well, I'm doing that. You are welcome to give me a wisdom check. Oh, dear. Uh, 
Kalen will likely fail that on a 15. Sorry, it should be intelligence, but I don't think it makes any difference to you. No, it's exactly the same. Yep, no problem. written some of this information down in one place and some of it down in another place just to keep me on my toes. You're doing fine, see that. I find myself in an odd position twice marked king. We have never had good interactions with any manner of human kingdom before but you have lived among my people. You have, you and Svetlana and your Bryn have lived among my people. You have seen what none of the rest of what none of the rest of them have. You have made off. You you have extended an olive branch that few have been prepared to do so. And you have respected our ways. I can ask no more. I can ask no more. Good. I, I can ask no more to prove your good intentions. <laughs> says David from the corner. Um, if you would have it, we would like to formally enter a state of treaty with you. And she talks through blah, 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 blah. Um, this is literally, essentially just um, a... It's it's the same sort of thing that you've signed with the uh, lizard folk. It's essentially a non-aggression pact. They'll do their thing, you'll do their thing. But it's they're, they're formally recognising you as... Um, it's not quite as their allies per se, because they're not agreeing to do anything for you, nor vice versa. But as a friendly power, essentially, yeah. if that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. Um, and and presumably you are willing to go with this. And Caelan is in fact happy to go with this. Um, and Denise in the corner stomps her hooves. <clears throat> Priestess of peace, this is not right. We have never done this before. It is not our place to make peace with those who are not centaurs. We have made peace before with those who are not centaurs. This time we are merely not doing it at the point of a sword. It is not enough. It is not enough. Our tribe is for centaurs. They do not understand our ways. I propose... I, sorry, I request that we do not allow this treaty. But nonetheless, as it is peace, it is my business. Cora thinks about this for a minute. Well, sorry. Still, I think you are correct, Denise. There are those who will not accept them, no matter what our treaties and truces say, unless they are centaurs. But we have seen King Caelan and his mate. They fight like warriors. They hunt. They gather. They grow. They toil. They do all that we do to be centaurs of the Norman Heights. 
Denise sees where this is going <laughs> and just shuts her mouth and glares at yeah. you. And the chorus is. But of course, in our eyes, King Kaelin, these are tasks that any foal can undertake. Those who would be proper members of our tribe, those who would be our warriors and our champions, have achieved much more. They have undertaken certain sacred tasks. And Deneed <coughs> grinds her teeth. I believe it's time that we invited you, that we afforded you the opportunity to do the same. I'd be most honoured. And, and Denise at this point actually steps forward. He says, Priestess cannot do this. They are not centaurs. And besides, she leans in and speaks to Akora. And uh, you can actually make a listen check on this if you are so inclined. <laughs> Versus Denise, awesome still! Uh, that's a 14. Okay, you will hear this because she is actually trying to be subtle. Yeah. She is just not. Yeah. Uh, and she says, speak differently to him. Why is this? And Cora leans back and whispers a little more softly. Um, his marks have changed. It's a sign we should not trust him. Mother Moon has withdrawn her blessing. Perhaps this is true. I will need to speak, consult the moons on this before we take any more rash action. And she smiles politely back at you. Oh, yeah. At least. That is what we approach. At least, that is the situation that we approach, Majesty. Uh, if you would, if you would, um, at least that's the situation we approach. In time, I will speak to you more. In time, I will speak to you more of these tests. Um, she parts her hands, and you lose a point of trust with the centaurs. Uh, dropping yeah. you back down to dislikes, yeah. and removing that from the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having heard this, you will now pick up what you fail on the um, wisdom check. Uh, the first time you came in and saw her, she called you He's the thrice smart, smart king. king. Now she says twice. Yeah. I don't have maps. I don't have maps mark anymore. Um, can you give me another int roll? Uh, 26. Because Akora can clearly see this. Yeah. Denise clearly can't. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, she says the marks have changed. It is not that one has gone missing, it's the marks have changed. And obviously one of them has gone missing. Because there's now only two instead of three. Yeah. But then my, I don't. I never knew who the third one was. Yeah, but basically, because you got a point for having that mark on you, and yeah. now you don't, you lose that point again. Yeah. So, but yeah, it just happens to drop you back down, which is um, tremendously yeah. convenient. Yeah. <laughs> my apologies for dithering you around. Yeah, no, that's all right. Hmm. 
they got cool superpowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you like to do? Um, I think at that point we'll um, explore um, A9 on the way out. Yep. Just to um, yep. be accomplishing something minor. It has grasslands and river in it. Yep. Hit, hit all the boring ones. Yeah. yeah, but that's okay because I've um, explored an area it gives me more XP and it gives me a safe area to travel through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I can go straight in through the nine area. Um, seek meta advice. Mm-hmm. Um, Kalen was already thinking of, um, was actually planning to, as his next move, return Skybolt to them. Yeah. Um, I'd actually be interested in doing that. Yeah. But I don't want it to be. Um, I, 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 I want to check it. I, I'm okay to not do it if you see it as. Because um, it's now moving the relationship. It's likely to move the relationship back up. Yeah. And um, if you see that as too much to me because it went up and it went down... No, I don't see a problem in the slightest there, huh? Okay, cool. No problem in the slightest, yeah. Uh, okay. Alright, so um, as we go into Gosrin, that is going to be what Kaelin does first. Yep. As um, Kaelin is going to, um, you, you know, return home and yep. get clean clothes and yep. sleep in a bed for a night or two. And then actually um, gather up Tristram and Skybolt and um, go out to see the centaurs. Yep. Okay. Now this is going to start moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have Skybolt in my bag when we... Con- concealed, but with you. Yep. Yep. Because essentially, when you ride openly through, um, making clear that you're coming, Centaur patrols will approach you and say, oh there, what do you want? Where are yeah. you going? Um, and as soon as you say you want to meet the priestess, some of them will go off and tell her. So yeah. you're just riding in arbitrarily. But yes, as long as you're hiding Skybolt, none of them um, react to it. It clearly yeah. doesn't radiate stuff that they can detect in any way. Um, and you have a horror again. Um, King, what may I do for you? Um, I came into possession of something which I believe belongs to your tribe, which I would like to return to you. She raises her eyebrows slightly. Denise folds her arms and looks at you. And I will get out at this point, you know. Hands wish you could see them get out Skybolt. Mm-hmm. Then he grinds her teeth and 
says something to Akora and Sylvan, which of course you understand anyway. Yeah. Just, I told you they had it. She looks at it quite wearily. You are returning Skybolt to us. Doesn't take it off you or anything. Looks like she's waiting for the the trap to spring essentially. Uh, Aye, that was that was what I thought of. Von Thorn took this from our Queen Zemek. When he slew her in battle. Aye, it's um, not, in a sense, it's not properly mine in that I didn't fight anyone for it and I haven't squared it with Van, but if I can, um, if I can bring him back, I'll, I'll work out any debt between him and me for me taking it off him. But, As it is mine in a sense, I would like to return it to you if it is, if you would like it back. If if I would like it, Skyballs is one of the oldest heirlooms of our tribe. It has been kept from every raider, every kingdom, every band of humans who came through to plunder our land, steal our wealth. To break our watch. Only one has ever managed to take it, and we were not strong enough to take it back. And now you come to us in peace and hand it to us. What do you ask in exchange for this? It's, um. You've spoken of the possibility that we could one day be considered part of your tribe. It's. If that does happen, I would consider it a gift as a something a member of the tribe might give. It's um it seemed that the omens were unfavorable on our last meeting, but I still have hopes that may one day be an option. Uh, and can you make me a sense of motive check on Michaela? Yep. Probably succeed with Pitlees, yes, yes, of course she does. Uh, 16. Okay. Um, so, Michaela sort of leans across to you and, and makes some of the signals that she's accustomed yeah. you to, sort of pulls her ear and scratches her nose here and that sort of thing. Uh, the impression you were taking away is that Akora um, wants this, you know, very badly. And she's she's just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Because um, you, you're actually not really asking for anything in exchange yeah. for it. You're, you're giving it to her as a gift of trust. Yeah. Um, it, it, she's actually coming across as being reasonably cold, but it's coming from a place where she's just kind of gobsmacked by this. Yeah. She's absolutely not expecting you to do this at all, and she's almost waiting for you to start handing you the money. Well, there is the small matter of, you know, my fee. <laughs> yeah. Or something in that name. But, you know, and you can have this just as soon as we get these eight hexes. Yeah. Um, 
And so she will sort of reach out tentatively for it. Yeah. Take Skybolt from you. Uh, you know, looks it over very carefully, looking yeah. for the trap or the, yeah. the explosive runes on it or whatever. Yeah. You know, strings it, pulls it back well away from, yeah. pointing well away from you. Pulls it back with all her might. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't actually strong enough to yeah. pull it properly. Um, and Kaelin's um, slightly wistful res- uh, expression will reflect the. Yeah, thing it's of a still man a giant, who, awesome bow. Yeah, who, who never played with it because he knew if he played with it, he'd have a tough time giving it back and still looks kind of awesome. I can safely say that this is. This is... I am humbled by your generosity, Majesty. This is, without a shadow of a doubt, the the greatest gift our tribe has ever received from any human in as long as our history can remember. She just repeatedly refers to you as a human, despite the fact you're obviously not. Yeah, yeah. The distinction is really obviously centaur. There's centaurs and then there's humans. Yeah, the um, as with many of the things, the half orc is enough for some people to dislike me as an orc. Yeah. Clearly, and the and some people find yeah. the human half. She's referred to Brun as human as well, and Michaela. Yeah. Well, who is it? Michaela may be human. No yeah. one's entirely sure. <laughs> okay, and. Yeah, yeah. Kaelin will. Kaelin's clearly slightly embarrassed, and will you know sort of look on Michaela to uh, make with the diplomacy. And you know, he he's um he hadn't realised it was it, he knew it was important to them, but he hadn't realised it was that important to them. Uh, it's the symbol of the. It, it is the symbol of our people as warriors, the sign that we're fulfilling our our task to watch over and protect these lands from the threats that oppose them. Without it, our tribe has been without heart. So, for presenting Skybolt back to them, you gain two trust points and go back up to neutral. Sweet. That was what I was looking for. Possibly more importantly, you get a plus five bonus on all your diplomacy checks with them. Oh, Forever and ever and ever and ever. (laughs) That's not, not your ones, but your kingdom's ones. Yeah. So anything you're making on a personal level to talk to them personally. Yeah. And anything you're making to improve your trust points as well. Sweet. So you have gone from the minus six penalty you started with to you are now at a flat plus five. You suffer no penalties. Yep. And then you get a plus five bonus for having sky, giving them back sky balls. Score. Um, this is going to get ridiculous in a hurry. <laughs> um, furthermore, she then says, you know, we were speaking... Of what you of inducting you into our tribe as honorary cent, as honorary centaurs, there are certain tasks that are presented to those who wish to be more than foals in our society. The test of between, the test of above, and the test of below, all the places that Mother Moon sees and does not. These are. Given these are given to those who would be considered the strongest warriors of our tribe, although your nature may your your physical nature may present you with 
certain tasks may be more difficult for you. And some easier, says Deneen, and glares at you like you're already cheating. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, you know, it, it was easy for me to climb a mountain. <laughs> um, and she will start describing these things for you. One of them's totally going to be the rock one. <laughs> um, the test of above yep. is to climb Mount, T- is, is to climb Talon Peak. Yeah. Um, Anyone who climbs right, anyone who climbs right to the top, will receive the challenge of the sp- of of the guardian spirit that Mother Moon has placed on the lands, uh, the great black rock of Talon Peak. Mm-hmm. Um, she, it, it, and she basically lays out for you that there is some sort of ritualized challenge where the rock will. She, all she gives you is pursue you down the mountain. She doesn't give you a lot of the details, but you've already done it, so you can fill in. Yeah. Like, it was fulfilling its sacred duty. Yeah. It's supposed to harrow you down the mountain to see how tough and courageous and all the rest of it you are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you have achieved this mighty feat, you will receive some black feathers, which you can use as proof of your valor. Yeah. So, um... You know how I already climbed to tell and pick? Yeah, okay, this is in a slightly sheepish manner. Uh, we were chased down by this rock. And, um, Caitlin will dig in his bag and fish out the, um, black rock feathers. Deneen will look glare at you again. She will walk over and take them. Uh, Akora does nothing to stop yeah. her. This is clearly her place, as yeah. opposed to Akora's. Um, and Denise looks at them, sort of, you know, checks them over, smells them, um, actually removes, for, actually goes off with them, comes back with another one that she's gotten from somewhere, a relatively unusual yeah. black roll, and compares them scrupulously. Yeah. And this could be a cheat or deception. None of us saw them accomplish this feat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I did give Vice's red mane a black a um, rock egg. I am aware, Sakura. It um did come from a rock. Despite this feat not being witnessed by any of our tribe, which is traditional, mm-hmm. I. I cannot assume that you have done anything but succeed with truth and wisdom here. They've doubtlessly cheated. (laughs) That will remain... That will will remain to be seen in how they perform in the other tests. Um, So, yes, you have succeeded at the test of above. Yes. Well done. Um, She will describe the other one, the second one to you, the test of between. Uh, so these are in order of difficulty. Um, the test of between is given to foals to become adults of the tribe, essentially. So that's the easy one. The test of above is the much harder one, which is to become warriors of the tribe, and the test of below is to become champions of the tribe. Ooh. You actually... Um, it, it doesn't seem to be that big a deal to Cora. It seems to be annoying to need because, well, you know, everything annoys her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but you're doing it out of order. Yeah. <laughs> like you you can't become a warrior of the tribe because you're not recognized. And Cora will explain this to you. That yeah. Regardless of the fact you've succeeded, they won't recognize you as a warrior because they don't recognize you as an adult yet. Yeah. Um, you you have to do the test of between first. Yeah. Hmm? 
Um, which she says to you, our our people are buried. At, our people are buried at the Centaur Mounds, up to the north of here. It is tradition. It is traditional for us to bring them. Well, they st- well they do not share in our meals anymore. It is traditional for us to bring them some part of our hunt, some small trophy to lay upon their grave to remind them that we remember the sacrifices that they have made, those who came before us, to ensure our tribe is strong, lives and watches over this area. Uh, and she describes basically um, the test of between is you go out to an area, which she will give you a hex on, uh, that is... That would be F7. Test of between F7. Um, where she says there are a wide variety of mastodons out there, giant, hairy, elephant-like creatures, essentially. Awesome. Um, which the centaurs traditionally hunt, because, yeah. well, they're quite difficult to kill, dropping one of them feeds the tribe, you know, for several days. Yeah. Um, the test of between is getting through the mastodon herds, um, cutting off a piece of cutting off a piece of their fur, and getting back out again without getting trampled to bits. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, she calls it a skill, a, a test of their athleticism. You would call it a test of horsemanship because it's about speed and riding skill. Awesome. The centaurs, of course, don't ride themselves, but yeah. What they do is they ride in, they cut a piece of fur off, they cut fur off the mastodons. Sweet. Um, they come in a variety of colours naturally, so you're literally picking up a set of white, black, and brown. Cool. And then taking them out and laying them at the graves, although that's, you know, a sign of respect as opposed to a part of the test. Yep. And Denise folds around. If you wish to undertake the test of between, though, I will personally supervise to examine how you could have possibly achieved the test of above, which is really fucking hard for them because they're centaur. Yeah, yeah, climbing the mountain, climbing a four hundred, climbing a four hundred click mountain when you're a centaur is a bitch. Yeah, it's so much easier if you're a featherfall. Yeah, yeah, the featherfall was great. Yeah. Um. So you can go and do that at any time. Yep. You can do it without an observer, but because you're actually not bringing the fur back, you're taking it to the grave. Yeah, side. you know, the observer thing sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And she and she says, if you can perform these, then we will speak about the test of below. And Denise smiles at this one. And can you give me a sense motive check? She's hoping I'll die in the test of below. Uh, Fifteen. Uh, actually, no, she isn't. Um, she's genuinely excited by this. Uh, A, she actually doesn't hope you'll die. Denise doesn't hope I'll die. At least not in the run. Yeah. Um, wow, I really, I really am making relationship games with them. And B, um, she is excited by this in the same way that you would be if you'd said we're going to have a giant beer drinking contest. Oh, awesome! Or a joust or something. Yeah. This is this is some sort of relatively rare event for them. Cool. Um, however, they don't tell you anything more no, about it. No, that's fine. 
I get that I need to um, do the test of between and then um, sort of yeah. make up for the fact yeah. that I've done the test of above and in such an irregular amount. However, would. I'm not climbing the mountain again just so a centaur can watch me this time. <laughs> you you would get trust points for completing the test of above, but because you haven't done it in the proper order. Yeah. Like you know, they they because they won't acknowledge it as opposed to because they don't trust you. Yeah. But essentially, as soon as you do the test of between, you also click the test of above. Sweet. So that will be quite an impressive total of relationship points. Yes, then. yes, yes, it will. Like I say, at this point, it's just going to go way upwards. Because you're also losing all the horrible penalties that make it difficult to gain them in the first place. Yeah. And um, I would like, um, I believe at this point, um, it being a new month. Yep. I can make it relate this. Um, yes, yes, you can. Returning Skybolt is going to be my diplomacy action for the. I would like to make mm-hmm. a um, check. I don't know if I, I. I wasn't entirely clear if, in order to make this check, I need to spend some time living with the tribe. Uh, yes, you do. Okay. Uh, so this is um, you gain trust points. Gain trust points. Okay, so yeah, your diplomat, your warden, or your leader, or any or any or all three of them can go and live with the centaurs for a week and do diplomacy checks to gain trust points. Right, cool. So yes, it involves eating another week of doing mundane tasks with them. Yeah. On the other hand, that seems kind of cool if yep. we're going to... Um, what I'm actually going to do is get Tristram to do it with me because I want to take him on the test of between, so yep. we'll actually do that as our thing. Yep. Dilly. Dilly. While um, Corwin goes off and... Um, so, um... I will just make some notes here. I- one of them's a test from below. Nobody <laughs> does below like a dwarf. Yeah, I'm certainly not saying Corwin can't come for the test of below. I don't know about this run shit, though. Mm-hmm. Us dwarves have stoppy legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially, um, the, the run is quite complicated. The climbing Talon Peak was moderately complicated. And um, this is actually really easy. <laughs> Like, this is, they, they get, like, the ten-year-olds to do this test, so yeah. mm-hmm. you really shouldn't have a big problem with it. Yeah. And yes, um, Tristram and I will spend, so, yep, that should easily cover that, so one, two, three, four, five, yep, so... So I haven't done a kingdom turn, and I'm mm-hmm. aware of that. I'm going to do the kingdom. T- I'm going to do it in the other order this month, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yes, then Tristram and I will have a go at. Um, okay, so Tristan can't make this check because he's not in the right role for it. Um, he can aid you on it though, given he's out here, and he does so. Yep, sweet. Mm-hmm. Can trivial succeed with his plus five bonus? You're getting the plus five as well. Remember? Yep, and I just nat twenty my diplomacy check. Okay, so suffice to say, you'll increase your trust score by another one. Yes. What do What do you make it now? Twenty three. Yep. Yeah. 
equals my attack. Yep. And yes, and then we're going to um, go off and... Um, yes, fortuitously you didn't lose the trust points for murdering their sacred spirit rock. Yeah, yeah, I can see why that wouldn't have gotten, more, gotten me a lot of um, friends. Yeah, well the thing is, you'd fail the test. I suppose, actually, you might not necessarily fail the test because you get the feathers at yeah, the end. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, no, but I did not murder the rock. I, did, I shot an arrow past the rock, and that was mm-hmm. the extent of the damage I did to the rock. No, you, you'd actually have to go out of your way to murder it because one of the routes by which you can do it is just fight the thing off. Yeah. After it's taken a certain amount of damage, it just pisses off. Sweet. So you'd have to... You, the thing is, if you didn't know what you were doing, you could still kill it, because it starts pulling away. Right, it's wounded, now's our chance. Yeah, yeah. We kill the crap out of it while it's low on hit points. Okay. Mm-hmm. The centaurs are angry. <laughs> you killed this sacred spirit animal. Mm-hmm. But yes, Tristram and I are going to do a riding round Macedon's challenge. That okay, so since a ten year olds do it, but it still sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Should be brave. <laughs> All right. What do you want to do now? Do you want to leave session there? Uh, I would be happy to leave session there and do the riding round bastards thing. Yep. Then a subsequent thing. So shall we say then that you are taking the need and heading towards heading to the test of between? Yes, that's the one. Okay. And so you ride into hex F9 yep. or F7 or whatever F7, sorry. Um, and you will see Tristan looks out and he says, Oh, there's a lot of animals out there. Ooh. Is that a big dragon skeleton? (laughs) Um, And out there in this area, you will see there are some absolutely gigantic bones of something. You've seen that uh, colossal red dragon mini that Susan's got? Yeah. Like that. Yikes. Um, Like long, long, long dead bones. Bleached, heavily bleached skull over here, huge ribcage over here, etc., etc. This thing's been dead for a long, long, long time, from the looks of this. Um, and um, this is where the mastodons make their herds, and there are several herds moving around, um, and a couple of really big aggro looking ones. And the need you are humans so I know you are armed but should you require a knife or two I can provide them mm-hmm. no I think we have enough edged weapons but thank you then you are and he says well then let us see you fulfill a test that even our falls can Pass. <laughs> dun, dun, dun dun dun! Children's writing test. Yes. And well, we remember postscript. You can have your rumors from around uh, the Vanling host. Yep. Uh, one of which is um, Corwin. Actually, will come to you with this one. 
And he says, now lad, I heard something that one of my cousin's friends, father's second cousin's former roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds trustworthy. Uh, he was he was an assayer who went through these parts. And he says there's some pretty good grounds for mining somewhere south of Lake Silverstep. That's something to keep an eye out for. Definitely worth watching out for. Umbleweed. Oh, your sweet. Your wizard. Yes. Comes to you and he says, You're exploring the Noman Heights? Uh, the, what you call the Vanling Host. What they're calling the Vanling Host now. I understand there's supposed to be a silver dragon living there in the mountains and the tours of the Levines. I, I haven't heard any record of her being seen for quite some time. Possibly she's moved on. But silver dragons have fine reagents in their scales, their, their blood... Any number of such things. If you could find the creature, dead or alive, there's bound to be something fascinating there. So, um, is that a site, a rumor? Or no, a it's, site? A, it's just a rumor. Okay. There's supposed to be a silver dragon living there, but it hasn't been seen in some time. So, um, the tours of the Levine. That's the mountain range, period. Yep. So, in the mountains. Dragon. In the mountains be pretty awesome to meet a dragon. Although, um, ideally with Tristram so I could actually talk to it if it is alive. Silver dragons are good ones, Tristram yes. will tell you. Yes, so I, I check it with him and yeah. uh, no doubt he is enthusiastic about meeting one. Yes, they are lawful good dragons of coal. Yeah. Yes. As well do Helen knows. Yes. Sky song! Sky song! Okay, and yep. those are your rumours.